This episode of News Dump is brought to you by HoneyBook. At this point, it should come as no surprise whatsoever that Warner Brothers is probably very interested in working on a sequel to Todd Phillips' standalone Joker film starring Joaquin Phoenix, and that's simply based on the fact that the film has crossed the $1 billion mark and has become the highest-grossing rated R film worldwide, and that's all on a budget of just $60 million. So, very, very profitable. Pretty they, good, I'd they say. They can't write this one off. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds successful. Mm -hmm. But there are two conflicting stories regarding uh, an alleged sequel from two typically trustworthy outlets this week. And those stories go even deeper regarding Todd Phillips' involvement in the DC Cinematic Universe overall. So let's start with the Joker sequel. Almost everyone seems to be on the same page with this one, indicating that at some point in the future, a sequel to the film will be made. Mm -hmm. In the Hollywood Reporter's article, they even point to the fact that Warner does have sequel options in place for Joaquin Phoenix to reprise the role. But in their reporting, they basically lay out that the sequel has been confirmed and is moving forward, and they even go into further detail about what the sequel would or wouldn't cover, pointing to the possibility of further developing the relationship between the Joker and Batman. Oh, no. But also saying that Phillips's movie wouldn't be messing with a Batman origin story because it would conflict with Matt Reeves' upcoming film. So two different... Canon. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't need to give the Batman origin because, spoiler alert, it happens the, the end of the Joker kind of takes care of the yeah. meat of that. And statistically, you saw it already, so yeah. not really a spoiler. But uh, basically, I'd love to be in the theater for like any Batman movie where someone's like, oh my God, <laughs> they killed his parents. Jesus. Wow, this film is dark. <laughs> Put on Spider-Man. I like this Uncle Ben character. I hope he doesn't die. I think him and Spider-Man are going to do a lot of great things together. But uh, in the, at least the way that they report it, uh, absolutely no cross-pollination between the Matt yeah. Reeves thing well, that's going on and a potential Joker sequel. Good, because tonally they seem like they're going to be very different from each other. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, this, their story is one thing. However, a report posted by Deadline just after what seemed like a sequel confirmation quashed not only that story, but more potential projects reportedly in the works with Phillips and DC as well. In their report, they claim that, quote, the Joker sequel news that hit a trade today is great clickbait, but multiple inside sources said that while a sequel to the billion-dollar-grossing film is an obvious, likely eventuality that makes all the financial sense in the world, at this point there are no deals for a sequel, nor even any negotiations with director Todd Phillips or his co-writer Scott Silver to craft one. And regarding those other projects, it was reported that just after The Joker broke box office records for its opening weekend, director Todd Phillips marched into the office of Warner Bros. Kicked down the door. Chairman Toby Emmerich tear down this door yeah. and asked for, maybe even demanded, the rights to develop origin story films for a large portfolio of DC characters. You see what I just did? I just made you so much money. You're going to give me carte blanche. Give me Captain Cold. <laughs> give me Killer Croc. What's the one that does all the King cocaine? King Shark. Uh, oh, God. Snowblind or some shit. <laughs> I, I, yeah. yeah. Fuck. What's that guy's name? Yeah. You'll tell me. Yeah. Now, according to their reports... Emmerich wasn't too keen on this idea, but apparently agreed to allow Phillips to take the reins on at least one unnamed character. Fine, just get out of my office. Please. And uh, rampant speculation seems to indicate that if this were true, it would make sense that he would take on another villain, which could potentially result in a Lex Luthor standalone origin film. Yeah, that's what people seem to think. Uh, I don't know. I think a, a Lex Luthor origin film done right could be cool. If he just rips off other classic movies that were already very good, 
and replaces Lex Luthor with the character from that movie. Yeah, it would literally, it would be Citizen Kane, except he doesn't <laughs> die at the end, and mm -hmm. it's Lex Luthor, and, like, superheroes exist. Wow, this is the Citizen Kane of origin movies. Yeah. Well, on the other hand, uh, Deadline story, it refutes all of this, saying that the meeting never took place at all, and they called the reports flat false, adding that, quote, Multiple sources said no such October 7 meeting between Phillips and Emmerich occurred, and that Phillips doesn't want to follow Joker by overseeing other DC character films. What he has talked about in interviews is that when Joker was in its inception, there were discussions of a DC Black initiative. He instead focused on Joker. That was a long time ago. Yeah, and, I remember them talking about that a long time ago when they announced the Joker movie. They're like, yeah, so just to avoid confusion, like, we're going to basically make, like, the movie version of um, Vertigo Comics. Mm -hmm. We're going to call it DC Black, just so everyone knows this Joker is not the same as this other Joker is not the same as this other Joker. It would give them a lot of freedom to do some cool stuff. Well, and, and but at the, the time, it was extremely risky. Now, yeah. not so much. So it's possible they could come back to the idea? Yeah. Uh. Still, though, both outlets and literally everyone else in the entertainment industry agree that based on the success of the first Joker film, a sequel is an inevitability because studios literally cannot just leave bags of money, billions of dollars, just sitting on the table, even if the follow-up ends up being less successful than the first. It's still lots of money. I'm sure mm -hmm. that whatever sequel they make is going to cost more. They're going to want more money for it. Although Todd Phillips' deal in this was like, he never has to work again his entire life if he well, doesn't want to. He took the, uh, the back-end deal instead of yeah. getting money up front, so he's loaded forever now. Smart. He did the same thing with Hangover, so yeah. the guy, he could just go on vacation forever. Yeah. Anyway, while we're on the topic of DC, uh, Henry Cavill recently indicated that he might not be done playing Superman after all. All right? In a recent interview with the magazine Men's Health, he insisted that despite all the rumors that he was finished with the character, he insists that he hasn't let it go, and that the cape is in the closet. It's still mine. So take that however you want. I mean, like, I, I feel like... He's going to reshoot the Snyder Cut. If I played Superman ever in my life, I would keep the cape in oh, my absolutely. closet. Like, regardless of whether I was coming back. Like, yeah, I, I got the fucking cape. Isn't that sick? Yeah. You ever fall on time, hard hey, time? Hey, ladies, just... you want to see my cape? It's in my closet in my bedroom. Yeah. Ooh, it's a Superman cape. And if you fall on hard times, you can sell it at Comic-Con for uh, an exorbitant amount of money. It's true. Get you back on your feet for a little while, you know? I don't think he's going to have any trouble with that, though. I don't think he's coming back, though. Like, no, he's going to be back in the new Snyder Cut, premiering on HBO Max next March. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. Uh, that was, uh, in case you uh, aren't a Patreon, we talked about, uh, again, our conspiracy theory that the Snyder Cut is going to premiere on HBO Max. Oh, 100%. Because Ben Affleck was tweeting about it last week, and he has ben no Affleck reason to say anything about it. And Gal Gadot. Like, wow. uh, and Damon Lindelof, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah who Damon Lindelof is a Warner Brothers employee. So it all... He's like, I'm not saying I, I've i seen it, but if I had, it's yeah. really good. And that's the other thing is, the movie, it doesn't even have to be very good. If they just put up whatever the Snyder Cut is on HBO Max, they're going to get a ton of signups because it's been millions of dollars worth of free marketing for the past couple of months, if yeah. not years. And uh, regardless of its quality, people will probably agree that it's better than the Joss Whedon one because that one was terrible. Yeah, it was dog shit. But I don't think there's a way to save what was no. shot. So you, you you can only polish a turd so much. Yeah, you can only put so much lipstick on, on a pig. A pig. Yeah. Moving uh, over now to an absolutely ridiculous story that popped up this past week from the absolutely insane minds behind the scenes at the big movie studios. Now you may not have known, or you may have known, that 
recently a biopic about Harriet Tubman was released in theaters. And we would hope that at the very least, especially if you're an American, you are aware that Harriet Tubman was a woman born into slavery who became famous for her Underground Railroad, which allowed slaves to escape to the North using a network of safe houses. Not literally a railroad, though. Not a literal railroad, and but... not always underground. Yeah. Under it was, the ground. It was a pretty complex system of safe houses and, like, it was pretty crazy. She saved a lot of people's lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also a big uh, th- thing to remember about Harriet Tubman is uh, she was black. She was not a white woman. She was a black woman, former slave, black. But according to a story released in Entertainment Weekly, an unnamed studio executive at one point, some time ago, thought that... Harriet Tubman's race didn't really matter. And they apparently suggested that instead of getting a black actress to play Harriet Tubman in the biopic, the studio should instead cast mm, Julia Roberts for the role. Oh, perfect. Okay. Yeah, this is this is definitely one of those stories where you think to yourself, there's absolutely no way that this could be true. Then again, studio executives are fucking stupid. And apparently yep. this happened... Uh, in the 90s or something. Yeah, it's uh, like early 90s. The script has been floating around for a long time, which is... Uh, you know, Harry Tubman, pretty important figure in American history. You would have thought the, a movie could be made yeah. telling her story, but uh, weirdly enough, sounds like it was pretty difficult to get it made. Yeah. Now, according to the Entertainment Weekly article, which is based off of a Q&A with screenwriter Gregory Allen Howard, he said the following. I was told how one studio head said in a meeting, the script is fantastic. Let's get Julia Roberts to play Harriet Tubman. And when someone pointed out that Roberts couldn't be Harriet Tubman, the executive responded, it was so long ago, no one is going to know the difference. So huge yikes. Hopefully that person is not still working in Hollywood. Oh, they're probably running a studio. Yeah, yeah, it could be. They've probably failed upward so far since then. Mm -hmm. Uh, Luckily for everyone's sake, this obviously didn't end up happening. And we're almost 100% positive that even 90s Julia Roberts would have laughed at the very idea of auditioning for this role. You would hope. Uh, if it was these days, and like if we heard the story and it was like Scarlett Johansson was going to try out for it, then then maybe. Maybe, possibly, but but not not our Julia. It's not because ScarJo's racist. How dare you? Because she wants to take she on is, challenging roles. She wants challenging roles, and what could be more challenging than playing a character that has absolutely nothing in common with her down to the color of their skin, the way they talk, their entire life experience. Why it's the I, perfect role. Why wouldn't I want to play one of the most important women in American history? Give you're, me the role. You're a racist <laughs> for calling me a racist. Uh, anyways, uh, before we get into the rest of the news from the increasingly stupid world of entertainment, let's take a second to thank today's sponsor, HoneyBook. If you started your own business, you are your own boss. I mean, it's great, but it's also scary because you have to take on a plethora of different roles. If you don't do it, it doesn't get done. And if you need help doing it, you need HoneyBook. HoneyBook is an online business management tool that organizes your client communications, bookings, contracts, and invoices all in one place. It's perfect for freelancers, entrepreneurs, or small business owners that want to consolidate services that they already use, like QuickBooks, Google Suite, Excel, and MailChimp. With HoneyBook, you can automate your busy work. They have easy-to-use templates for emails, proposals, brochures, and invoices. Simplify your to-do list and stay in control with HoneyBook. Simplify, do or die. Simplify. They need to buy that from us. Uh, right now, HoneyBook is offering our viewers 50% off when you visit HoneyBook.com newsdump. Payment's flexible, and this promotion applies whether you pay monthly or annually. So go to HoneyBook.com newsdump for 50% off your first year. That is HoneyBook.com newsdump, or just click the link in the description below for 50% off your first year. 
All right, back in the news now. Yeah. With uh, Elizabeth Banks, a person I otherwise quite admire. Yeah, I think she's a very funny, a great body of work, comedian, <laughs> very talented. In a lot of my yes. favorite movies yeah. of all time. But this week, she uh, she's been doing a lot of uh, playing the blame game. <laughs> yeah. For the absolutely abysmal box office performance that her Charlie's Angels reboot has received. Oh, what's that? You didn't know there was a Charlie's Angels movie out? Yeah, there is. Or you just didn't care. And uh, no one saw it. The film, which was both written and directed by Elizabeth Banks, was only able to pull in around $8.6 million during its opening weekend run, which Yikes. is especially horrible considering that the movie cost nearly five times that much to make. Yeah. Woof. Yeah, it's a big oof. Now, to almost any level-headed person out there, the multiple reasons for this flop should be obvious, yeah. even before critics were able to start posting their reviews. Which weren't it. great. Yeah. I mean, it's a reboot of a property from the 1970s, so who cares? <laughs> It's already been made into a film twice before. Uh, those film versions were successful in large part thanks to the lead actresses being some of the most famous actresses working at the time, whereas this one stars relatively no-named actresses, no offense, aside from Chris and Stewart, and it reportedly had very little action. Yeah. I heard it was a slog. So Sad. Mainly, uh, we say again, who the fuck is dying to see a Charlie's Angels reboot right now? That is... The main problem here. Mm -hmm. Even the sequel to the successful film didn't pull in crazy box office numbers. Why would a reboot in 2019 with far less famous actresses even stand a chance? Nothing against those actresses. Not that there's anything wrong with them. But you could clearly look at the other Charlie's Angels movie and be like, wow, those were all hugely famous actresses, especially when it came out. Yeah, the old ones, they also had Bill Murray as like their, uh, I can't remember the character, but the guy who sends them the missions. Charlie? I guess so. <laughs> I don't really... I, I've seen the first one. I don't remember it. Yeah, it's a long time ago. I don't care about the franchise at all. I wasn't even alive when it was uh, a big thing. No. Uh, still, despite the obvious fact that no one cares, in the lead-up to the release and the days that followed, Elizabeth Banks j just couldn't accept the fact that no one either saw this movie or was going to see it. Uh, it had to be about something else. It had to be men's fault. Men! Or superhero movies fault. Superheroes. Or just the industry in general. Industry in general. Uh, instead of just quietly accepting that the film was a flop, article after article, interview after interview, and she had to actually do interviews and have articles written based on inter interviews because she didn't even complain about this on social media because she doesn't have social media. Yeah, she did. Doesn't have like Twitter. Or she anything. went door to door uh, shit posting about <laughs> how her movie wasn't uh, was getting the, a raw deal. I shit post the old fashioned way, yeah. door to door. She's like hanging her ninety nine theses on the the cathedral door, ringing the bell in the town square. Yeah, hear ye, hear ye. Here's why my mo movie failed, and it's all your fault. Yeah, and, and instead of just. Uh, Quietly accepting this, interviews came out and she spoke about all the reasons that the film was going to be and ended up being unsuccessful. Here's some quotes. If this movie doesn't make money, it reinforces a stereotype in Hollywood that men don't go see women do action movies. Now, before you even start typing out your comment, what about Wonder Woman? And numerous other examples, because yeah, yeah. there's a lot. Yeah. Uh, don't worry, because she followed that up with, They'll go and see a comic book movie with Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel because that is a male genre. So even though those are movies about women, they put them in the context of feeding the larger comic book world. So it's all about, yes, you're watching a Wonder Woman movie, but we're setting up for three other characters or we're setting up Justice League. Duh, did she just, was she just uh, gatekeeping? 
she is. Comic book movie? Yeah, she's like, girls can't like comic books. It's, <laughs> comic books are for boys only. That's that's kind of what I got out of it. I don't know. Yeah, this is, uh, just stop, Elizabeth, please. Uh, I don't, <laughs> you're making me feel shame yeah, uh, for you. Adding on to the pile of anger towards superhero movies, she also said, you've had 37 Spider-Man movies and you're not complaining. I think women are allowed to have one or two action franchises every 17 years. I feel totally fine with that. Sorry, no. People just don't care about Charlie's Angels. And one of the best reactions to this quote, uh, it was it had nothing to do with her or her film. And I can't remember which Reddit thread it was on specifically, but it was two people who replied to the quote of, you've had 37 Spider-Man movies. Uh, one of them said, 37? In a row? And the other one followed up with, Hey, try not to see any Spider-Man movies on your way to the parking lot. It's a clerk's reference. It's a clerk reference for all the boomers out there. Yeah. Speaking of boomers. On the topic of bad ideas, as the phrase, okay, boomer, continues to hold power over old people because they literally can't stop getting darned upset about it. I'm just so dang upset. One studio is attempting to cash in on the viral phrase because as we've seen time and time again, even just in this episode alone, Hollywood is almost completely out of good ideas but they're not out of being greedy fucking assholes. It is being reported this week that Fox has attempted to preemptively trademark OK Boomer so that they can develop a show or shows referencing the phrase. In a filing to the United States Patent and Trademark Office, Fox has attempted to take ownership over the term in order to produce an ongoing television series featuring uh, reality competition, comedy, or a game show. We don't know. We just want the name. Yeah, we could develop anything. This thing has legs. Listen. We're not good at the whole ideas thing, but we do want to trademark one of the most commonly used phrases on the internet so that we can sue whoever else tries to use it. Yeah, perfect. Uh, they join at least a couple other people or companies who have so far unsuccessfully attempted to trademark the term, and it appears as though Fox's attempt will fail as well. That doesn't mean that they won't make a show or shows about it, just that they can't go after other people for capitalizing on it as well. So, prepare yourself for a potential OK Boomer TV show sometime in the future. Uh, it, that's going to happen well after the term has uh, completely died off, hopefully, yeah. unless the boomers themselves keep it, uh, keep it locked up. We're going to start like a whole block of shows on Mondays. Meme Mondays. We, we got Damn Daniel at, at 7.30. Yeah. And we got OK Boomer at 8. Yeah. And we got... It's uh, must-see TV. We got this Fucker Right in the Pussy at like <laughs> 9. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What are some old, uh, They've already made Grumpy Cat yeah, cartoons. And animated stuff, Rage comics at 9.30. Mm -hmm. uh, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself on Fridays at 8. Uh, well. TGIF. Thank God Brett Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself so that he can stand trial and face consequences for his crimes. Oh, we're making all of that up. Yeah, um, well, this uh, is lame. if you want to hear us talk about a lot of things, yeah. the Mayor Pete dance, uh, the Snyder Cut, Kanye West, Having crazy. A, a serious God complex. Mm -hmm. uh, please check out our weekly exclusive podcast, which can only be listened to if you are a member here on YouTube or you give us at least $5 a month over on Patreon. Think about it as supporting the channel instead of just throwing $5 away. Yeah, this yeah. show is brought to you by viewers, viewers like, you. like you. Yeah. Uh, aside from the podcast, uh, be sure to check out our most recent episodes of Tech News Day where we go over the whole Half-Life 3 thing including a bunch of other stuff. Confirmed. Uh, and then uh, also our video where we literally do the Mayor Pete dance and complain about uh, just a lot of other stuff, including South Dakota's uh, short-sighted ad campaigns that end up being just hilarious. I love them. Uh, and also uh, subscribe. Yeah. 
trying smash to smash that subscribe button and the bell. Stop, the bell being a, stop being such a coward. Do the bell dance, Elliot. You coward. Bell dance. Ding ding what? ding ding ding. This is a bit. What? It's like the floss, except you just hit your hips. This with is the bell. not a dance. Anything's a dance if you try hard enough. Look at the Mayor Pete dance. Well, on that note, bye.